Well, it has been a long time since we have done an Ask Me Anything episode, and these are always some of my absolute favorite episodes, so I say we do it. But we're going to do it a little differently this time. You are actually going to hear from real moms with very real struggles and challenges that are putting me directly on the spot in real time. This is so good. First up, I'm going to be chatting with Lindsay. She's a mom that's soon to be 40, and I'm helping her hone in on her biggest barrier to losing weight. In the past year, her weight has gradually crept up, and so we get real specific and talk about one splurge that she struggles with every day that could be the key to overcome coming her plateau. It's super simple, but it's going to make a huge difference. And then after that, I'm helping Randy, who's been dealing with some low back pain and some deep throbbing hip pain. She wants to get back into her regular workouts, but her pain is preventing her from doing anything right now. So I'm going to tell her exactly what her goal and mindset should be right now as she's dealing with an injury and what to focus on for her hips and back. And then finally, I'm going to help out Nicole, who's been doing great with her regular meals, eating lots of pros, but her snacking in between meals is always where things fall apart, and I bet you can identify with that. So just listen in as I talk with her about why a good snack is important, when you should have a snack, and of course, exactly what to choose for your snack. We even work through some really good snack ideas that you don't want to miss. So this episode was really fun for me, but most importantly, I just hope this is really helpful for you with your own struggles. Let's get to it. Welcome to the Strong Mamas podcast, where we're talking about our fitness and food choices as moms in real life and in light of our faith as Christ followers. I'm your host, Megan Dahlman, and together we'll be exploring what it means to be a healthy, strong mama in the middle of a culture that's obsessed with vanity. This podcast is all about helping and equipping you to take better care of yourself and the ones you love. So tell me what exactly it is that you are struggling with just in a nutshell, and we'll see if we can pull the pieces apart. Well, okay. So basically in the last year, I've just kind of totally slacked off. I, you know, like do my workouts here and there, not consistently my eating, you know, I eat my pros at every meal, but I already know I have entirely too many splurges, like probably every day. Um, and you know, splurges as an, especially, um, like an adult beverage, Kevin has a beer, like every day and he'll come home from work and he'll be like, do you want a beer? And I'm like, ah, dang it. Like, yes, I want one, but don't ask me. (laughs) So, and it's just like slowly over the year, you know, you can just see like the changes start to happen. Like, you know, things are fluffier than they were before. Things are fitting tighter and haven't stepped on the scale in forever. And then I finally did. And I was like, yeah, yeah, no. That was kind of like a wake up call, maybe. I think it might have been, you know, because I I don't usually weigh myself, but I feel like I was like, you know, let's just kind of really see. And then I was like, yeah, it just confirmed that I wasn't doing what I needed to be doing. And I know that. So, so if you could say, okay, in three months from now, this is what I would really like to accomplish. Like if we could get through some of these struggles and have it accomplished, what what is it that you want to accomplish? What is the goal that you want to achieve here? I mean, ideally, like in a, in a perfect, you know, scenario, 
um I would like to lose I mean I want to lose like I would like to lose like 10 pounds at okay. least I don't know if that's doable it is and I, keep, and I keep thinking too like oh I'm gonna be 39 in a few months like I'm and I know as you get older the struggles with all the things you have to be more consistent in doing the right things so that you don't have to work so hard to undo the wrong thing. <laughs> totally. And I mean, the thing is too, as we age, it's so important to just be like, I, I want to go into my older years in as good of shape as I can be, because it's so much more difficult to undo things or decide when I'm in my late forties, like, okay, now I'm going to get in shape. And so to say now, like, let's, let's go into the next de decade in as good of shape I, as I can be. And whatever that ends up being on the scale, you know, right. who knows. Right. And that's that. And for me, you know, and I think, you know, the, the scale's never been a huge motivator for me. You know, it's more like, how do I feel? How do my clothes fit? All those things. And I'm, I'm feeling very not about all those things. Okay. So. Yeah, so let's make sure that you're feeling positive about yes. all of those things. And if the scale reflects that, great. If not, that's not a big deal. You mentioned something and I'll see if I'll, if you can pick back up on it. But if you could like kind of look at all of your habits and say, this would be the primary thing that is standing in the way of me making forward progress what jumps out at your mind as, okay, if I self-examine, this is the thing that I, that's probably the struggle. It's, it's my consistency. It's my consistency across the board, like in all areas of my life, I'm, I'm great. And then I'm like, and I mean, you know, this, this is, yeah. So I need to be consistent in my good eating and I need to be consistent in showing up for my workouts. Like that's what I need to do. And I wish, I wish the fact that I felt better when I do it was enough for me to do it, but it's not. It never will be. There will be some times where it is like, oh, wow, that feels awesome. Um, but if we like hold out for those moments to motivate us, like we'll never, we'll never do it. So right. there's so many pieces that require consistency. And I think that's where it gets really overwhelming. And so if we look at, okay, what is maybe one thing that I can work on being more consistent with? So looking at all the different habits that kind of have to like align, you know, if we get all the stars to align, like we can really make a lot of progress, but maybe we don't need to align everything there's a lot of different habits. You know, you've got your workouts, you've got your eating habits, you've got your splurging, you've got your extracurriculars. Those are things like sleeping, like going for extra walks throughout the day, like all these extra movements, um, kind of in all of those different categories. If we could just pick one thing to focus on being really consistent with that is going to make this process so much easier. And there was something that you said earlier that I think is, is probably the kicker that I think will probably have the most impact. Just knowing your history, um, on that feeling of forward progress immediately. And I think it's your splurges. <laughs> you mentioned that. And, and the reason you, you said that was because it was the one thing that you feel like that's it. Like if I could figure that out, I think it would have a big difference. What do you think about honing in and trying to really get consistent with your splurging? What do you feel about that? 
I think that that is probably where we definitely need to begin. Okay. So if we just kind of keep everything else, like all those other habits, like just kind of put those on autopilot, if they happen, great. If they don't, you know, just, but we're going to really hone in and focus really hard on the splurging and say, if I'm going to put all of my effort into something, it's going to be this one thing. And I'm going to master this thing and be really disciplined with this. So let's, let's break that down even further all the splurging, basically splurging is a meal or beverage or anything that's kind of outside of our good, healthy eating guidelines of eating protein and produce with every meal. It's something that comes out of a package. It's sweets, treats, caloric beverages. We know what a splurge is. So if you could say of all the things that I splurge on, on a regular basis, what is something that I know I need to tackle? Um, probably, I mean, I'd say the beverages, at least right. right now, most definitely. Okay. So let's only focus on the beverages. Okay. Like, don't, don't worry about anything else. Don't worry about the, the birthday cake. Don't worry about the piece of chocolate here and there, or if your girls want to bake something, just focus on the beverage. Okay. Okay. And this is an adult beverage, right? So this is kind of like that evening Yep. with your husband yeah. on beverage. Okay. So because it's a social thing where there's, there's an, another participant in this who could potentially be, um, helping you or enabling you <laughs> in this scenario, which often happens with splurges. I mean, that's a pretty normal thing. I would say we need to get him on board doesn't mean that he can't have his evening drink. It just means that you need to have a conversation and be like, hey, I just talked with Megan. These are my goals. This is what I want to accomplish. I'm feeling this way right now. I'm feeling fluffy. I'm feeling lethargic. I'm not feeling my best. And in order to feel my best, I need to be a lot more mindful with my evening drinks. And so this is my plan. That's the plan that we need to figure out. How many times a week do you want to have an evening drink? What would just be better than what you're doing now? Well, what would be better is what I was successful with this past weekend. I had a beer with him on Friday night, and then I had a beer with him on Saturday, and I had nothing else. Okay. So if you repeated that this week, would that feel really good? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay, cool. So since you already have a track record of something that seemed to work well, let's redo that. So let's try to do that again. So let's say, hey, okay, this week, it's going to be a drink on Friday night and a drink on Saturday night. And that's it. So you can say to Kevin and you can be like, this is, this is my plan for this week. So just know that if it's a Wednesday night and you want to have a beer, please don't ask me, like maybe offer to make me like a sparkling water with some lemon in it or something that feels like you're part of part of the socializing yes. because so much of that is, is the social thing. Um, but just say, please, I really need your help with this because my goal is so important to me. So always try to like wrap it back up to what your goal is, because that's your motivator. Your motivation is not, I really want to not have a drink. <laughs> like your motivation is, I really want to feel a certain way. Right. And so if you can make sure that you're all always connecting I'm going to do this habit because this is important to me later. 
And so always reminding yourself of that, because in the moment, it'll feel like, why, why, why do I say no to this right now? It doesn't yeah. make sense. So always kind of connecting that. So getting, let's just focus on being consistent with the drinks. That is it. Okay. And I think honestly, like that would have a big, like snowball effect. What do you think? I think so. Yeah. Because what we can do is just be, you know, give it three weeks, maybe four weeks and say, okay, how's this habit working? Is this going well? What else needs to be tackled? More often than not, usually the, the one big splurge is like a linchpin to so many other habits. And if you can just like get that linchpin figured out, everything else kind of falls into place and is more consistent because you're gonna have a little bit more motivation to eat something healthy instead of having that drink, you know, it just has this ripple effect. So rather than feeling like we have to tackle everything and change all the things, so let's just hone in on the one thing and get really good at that. And that's so much less overwhelming, you know? Definitely. Cool. Okay, any questions on that? You feel like you got it? Like I got it. So Randy, I would love to hear a little bit more about what your struggle is. Um, just what you've been battling with lately. And I, I just kind of want to help you through that. So if you could just kind of explain that and we'll, we'll take it from there. Okay. Okay. Um, I've hurt my back whenever I was 17 and like, since then I've had troubles off and on with it going out and, um, but, um, never as severe as this last time. Okay. Uh, I've had to have the husband and the kids help me get up and stuff I can't hardly move by myself um and also I've been having hip trouble too after I did a um, half marathon training I've been having a lot of hip pain on the left side also so I don't know if it's all connected or whatever and um but I have noticed like I've been doing I don't know strong mamas for how many years now Gosh, four, maybe more Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And before I was doing your program, I actually had a lot more back problems. Like it would go out more frequently. And since doing mm-hmm. your program, um, I've had less, it's been more, less, you know, less That's frequent awesome. that I've had problems. Yeah. But lately here, it's just been like, it was two weeks ago that I was out completely like this for three days and couldn't move. And here we are again. I just, I just stood up in church and then I was like, oh, yeah, there it there is. It is. I don't- yeah. mm-hmm. Okay. Can you maybe explain or describe what exactly it feels like first, first in your back? What is it that you're feeling? Like, where is it? And then we'll talk about your hip too. It's lower back. Um, is uh, it central it- or is it like really isolated off to one side? It's central pain, but it like pulls me like um, whenever I try to stand up, like I'm crooked off to the uh, right side. And um, but like the pain is central and radiates out from there. And then it goes down my right leg. Like numbness. Yeah. So. okay, um, And then the hip pain that you're experiencing, is that that numbness or what does that feel like? The hip pain, it started out as just like a lot of um, IT band pain and just general muscle soreness in the area. And now it's kind of changed to where um, it hurts. Like I can feel it like deep in the bone, it feels like. 
and it's an ache, like a toothache all the time. And then some, like I start limping if I've been walking or doing a lot throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Like my husband's like, I could tell you've been on your feet today. <laughs> yeah. You start to limp again. You start and to it limp. clicks. It has a click. It clicks a lot. Okay. Okay. Sometimes that clicking in the hip is, um, we feel that because the muscles and the tendons in that hip socket are really tight. And so when you move your hip joint, things like kind of slide over just like kind of normal bumps and ridges on your bones. And it can create this like clicking sensation. So sometimes a lot of people will experience that clicking hip, but with zero pain associated with it. Um, and so the clicking hip, we can kind of resolve with a lot more flexibility work, just stretching. Um, the deep hip pain, it does sound a little bit like a piriformis issue, um, which would tie into what it sounds like is coming from your back. So I would not be surprised if those two things are going hand in hand. And I know that this is so frustrating because you want to get back to like regular workouts where you're making progress with your body and moving forward. And so it's just kind of that frustrating situation where you, you have other goals, but then you've got this. And so that's, there's kind of this like mental um, obstacle that you have to get through where you have to intentionally shift your goal because probably forever you have the goal of like, I'm going to get in better shape. I'm going to, you know, trim up, lose weight, whatever that might be. You have to, in this moment, like completely set those goals aside and hundred percent turn your goals on. I am going to work, do everything I can to restore my function, to relieve the pain, like to be able to move without pain, whatever I need to do to get back to functioning better. I think sometimes we just kind of like wait and hope it goes away. So then we can, you know, get back to moving, um, and doing the regular workouts. So if you just put all of your energy into getting this right, like getting this better and any type of injury that someone might have, like try to not gloss over it. It's so much better to say, okay, I'm going to actually turn my attention on this and make it my primary goal to fix this, to make this right. So make that be your primary goal right now. We'll talk about more specifics in a second. And then as you feel like your function is returning and you're like, okay, things are starting to feel better. This pain is, is definitely lessening because that will happen. I know when you're in the middle of this kind of pain, you're like, it's never going to get better. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm always going to feel this way. And that's not true. It will definitely get better, but there's a tendency to, as soon as things start to feel better to be like, okay, here we go. And I'm just going to jump right back into my regular life or my regular workouts And your body might not quite be ready for that. You might go back to old like compensation patterns and the same things that might've triggered it in the first place. So continuing to do those pain relieving strategies and, and the exercises that restored your function, like kind of Mm -hmm. starting to create this hybrid of like, okay, now I'm starting to feel better. Let me continue to do almost like my rehabilitative stuff as I'm slowly and carefully incorporating it into regular workouts and kind of carefully transitioning back into the regular workouts. And then once you're like, okay, now I'm carefully, I've gone a couple months back into regular workouts. Now you can just constantly watch for those compensation patterns and tendencies. And especially with back and hips, so much of it 
is tied to poor posture. So that's the first thing I would suggest is just to look at when you're standing, when you're sitting, is your spine and pelvis sitting neutral? Um, we have a tendency to either arch our tailbone out behind us or like drop it under, like tuck it under where we're kind of slumping. And so just really being super aware of, okay, when I'm sitting up straight, is my spine neutral? Is it, is it pointing straight up or am I kind of shifting off to the side and is my pelvis sitting level? Um, a lot of the pain that you're experiencing is I've seen it related to a pelvis that tips forward or that anterior tilt, um, mm -hmm. where you kind of arch at the low back and it, it creates a lot of that pressure that kind of zings into the hip. This could be a, a disc issue. You know, if you were to go get an MRI, there might be a little bit of a bulging disc there, especially since it keeps reoccurring, but that doesn't mean that mm -hmm. you can't feel better, but I would start with the posture alignment. And just working in every position, even while you're sitting, while you're standing, while you're walking, just constantly being aware of, am I level? Am I placing equal pressure through both feet? Are my hips sitting level when I'm sitting here? Am I leaning to one side? Like, am I on an armrest? Like, so all, even in your car, there's probably a lot of habits where you're kind of out of good posture and not sitting level. Yeah. So start there, like that's square one. And then making sure that your hips are doing what they need to be doing. And that's being very flexible. So hip stretching, when you have back pain, like that really focused back pain, often our first go-to is like, I'm going to stretch my back and I'm, I want to feel that immediate relief by arching and twisting and kind of arch, like trying to stretch or pop the back out. Whereas it's more important to focus on the hips, like stretching the hips out, because when those hips are tight, they pull that pelvis out of alignment. And that places a lot of that pressure on your low back and in through your hips. So hip flexor stretches, hamstring stretches, uh, the figure four stretch, where you're doing that, like piriformis, that is going to be your go-to. That's the one where you lay on your back, you cross your ankle yeah. over your opposite knee. Be very, I, I love that one. You can even do that up against a wall. What I love about being on your back with that is that it's supporting your back. And so you're less likely to arch or do it incorrectly. Um, those should be your go-tos. And then also, so we've got posture, we've got flexibility, and then moving to strength, like the proper strengthening. So beginning with just good breath work. So as you're sitting there, like working on exhaling to the point where you feel your core engaging a little bit and just bringing in some of that stability and then releasing and exit, like sometimes breathing that breath work is the absolute best core work that you can do for a back that doesn't feel good. And then once you work on that breath work, you can move into some good hip strengthening, um, and, and slowly start to kind of do the rehabilitative process. So the biggest, I mean, it's kind of like this three pronged approach is what you want to take, take with any back or hip pain is posture first flexibility in all the right places, strengthening in all the right places. So, and making sure that your goal is focused on, I am going to like 
turn all of my attention on restoring my function. I need to set my like bigger workout and personal body goals aside. Like right now, this is my main goal and I'm going to do everything I can. And I don't know if you've heard or knew, but I actually have a, a pretty brand new program called Backfix. <laughs> it's, it does everything I just mentioned. So all that posture work, the flexibility work, and it starts out super gentle. Um, and you don't sweat with it. It's not a workout. It's literally just retraining your posture, improving your flexibility, um, and gradually carefully strengthening your core. I think it's exactly what you need right now. Actually, it's like 30 days of just put it all up, put everything else aside and just really hyper-focus on this and do it intentionally. If that's something you, I, I would highly recommend it. I think it would really, really help. Um, so I can mm -hmm. send you the link for that if you want to give it a try and then probably, yeah. okay. Yeah. Probably after those 30 days, that would be, there's some maintenance movements in the final three days of that routine that I would highly recommend that you continue doing those maintenance movements as you start to slowly go back to your regular workouts, like include okay. them into your warm up, do them every day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that should help kind of hold and put you together. Yeah. How does that sound? Yeah, I was actually, I saw that and I couldn't find the link for it um, on the website. So yeah, that would be helpful. I wanted to try that. I think it would really help. Yeah. I'll, I will send you the link um, to make sure you've got that, but I think it's the, the best place for you to start right now. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Okay. Randy, I hope this was helpful. I know it's a big a big issue. And when you're in pain, it is the worst thing in the world, but we're going to, we're going to make this right. Okay. We'll get through it. All right. Thanks so much. Megan. Okay. You're so welcome, Randy. We'll talk to you later. Hey friend. I wanted to just cut in here real quick to check on you, to see if you've been struggling with your body, maybe in the same ways that I have in the past. Are you struggling to come to grips with the way God designed you? Or maybe you're just confused as to how he designed you. Or are you struggling with dialing in your workouts? You've been spending years maybe trying to run, but it's such a fight because your body was never designed to excel at running. Or maybe you've been wondering why on earth you can't build any muscle mass or how. Perhaps you've been even been struggling with your nutrition and eating habits. You've got a friend that feels really great when she cuts out all her carbs, but you feel miserable and feel like you have zero energy. Or vice versa, you can't even look at a carb without feeling like you put on five pounds. Here's the thing, God designed you with a unique body type or somatotype that determines the way your metabolism works, the type of exercises that suit you best, and even the types of foods that jive with your body best. And until you know how God designed you, you'll be left wondering what's going on and why your efforts aren't working. So I want to invite you to come take a free quiz that I put together that will help you find out your unique body type, your design. It's totally free and only takes a few minutes, but the knowledge and clarity that you walk away with are amazing. So head on over to bodytype.io. That's bodytype.io to take the quiz. I can't wait for you to see what you are. Nicole, what can I help you with today? What is, what is this struggle that you've been dealing with? I know you mentioned to me something about snacks. So give me a rundown of what, of what's the struggle with that. Um, when I was trying to figure out what I wanted to talk to you about, I was like, oh, there's so many things, but I just was trying to figure out kind of the one thing that was holding me back the most. Um, and I, I have 
my breakfast dialed in lunches and dinners. And even mm-hmm. a morning, if I need a morning snack, I'm fairly good. Like I can grab a little extra breakfast or, um, but my afternoon snacks, I end up grabbing a piece of chocolate or a piece of toast. And I just, the things that I really want is like apple and cheese or a yogurt. Um, but I just doesn't sit well with me. Okay. So dairy is kind of like a no-go. Dairy and then I'm gluten-free. Okay. Okay. Good to know. All the other stuff in life is. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're kind of stuck with this snack idea. When you do have that afternoon snack and you put in some effort to it, do do you feel better? Yes. Yeah. So there's a noticeable difference between like, okay, if I don't have this snack, if I do, there's a difference there. So this is important. It's important to figure this out. For sure. If I don't plan, I need to plan a snack, I guess I should say, because if I plan a snack, that's when I end up grabbing a piece of chocolate or something that makes me feel really crappy. Yeah, absolutely. And that is the entire purpose of a snack. It's like, it's not that there's something magical about a snack. There's no like, oh, it's going to do this, this, and this to your metabolism. If you fit it in at this point, like the, the most important reason to plug in snacks throughout the day is so that you don't get like over hungry. And it's in those moments of over hungry or even like boredom where we, we choose something not so healthy for us. So the, you know, the chocolate comes into play or, you know, because you didn't have something planned. So it's not that the snack is magical. It's just that it's, it's almost preemptive. It, it gives you another opportunity to eat something with good quality nutrients, um, that are, that's feeding and fueling your body well. And so that snack is really important on multiple levels. So the question I get asked a lot with the snacking is like, well, when do you, when should I snack? And it sounds like you already do a bit of a morning snack. Is that correct? Sometimes. Sometimes. Okay. So that afternoon snack is, is for most moms, the most logical time to add in a snack. And I really recommend like, okay, take a look at all of your meals throughout the day and see where the longest gap is between two meals. It could be a long gap between breakfast and lunch. Like maybe you eat breakfast at like 7 a.m. and lunch doesn't happen until one in the afternoon. So that might be a really long gap. The longer gap might be between lunch and dinner. For most people, it's there. That's a pretty long gap to try to go from lunch all the way to dinner without eating something. And that's where that over hungry comes into play and you start just scrounging for something anything and you scrounge for chocolate. So (laughs) yeah. Yeah. So we want to like plug that snack in. Okay. Like probably halfway between those two meals, if not a little earlier. So let's say you eat lunch at like noon and dinner at six, like three o'clock would be a good time. But what if you bumped it up even sooner and maybe like two 45, like almost kind of preemptively, um, knowing that, I tend to get really hungry. Let me head this off in the past and just make a wise food choice before I ever get to that point where I'm really hungry and I'm just starting to look for things. So trying to plan on like, if it's 2.30, 2.45, I eat. Just like if it's lunchtime, I eat. So you kind of draw your line in the sand. Like, this is so important for me to make sure that I do this. So what do what should you choose? And you know my mantra always for, <laughs> for things is, if it's a meal, you eat pros, like you start there. So whether it's breakfast, lunch, or dinner, we need to make sure sh- or snack. We need to make sure that there's something there that is protein and something there that is produced. So like the apple and cheese, 
that is protein and produce for a lot of people that might work just fine. Um, cheese is not an awesome source of protein. Um, it, it's one of those items that kind of straddles the line between protein mm. and, and fat. Um, so I would definitely not recommend having cheese as like your only source of protein ever, but for you, it doesn't sit well. Like you don't want to be eating something that's not helping your body, like feel better. So we need to come up probably with some new protein ideas. Usually that's like yeah. the sticky spot is like it's snack time what should I have for protein? And you need to stay away from gluten and dairy. So some excellent ideas is, um, hard boiled eggs. Like if each week you just go to the store and get a full dozen of eggs for the sole purpose of hard boiling them for your snacks. Like you don't buy them for any other reason. They also make them super easy now that they're already done for you. Them already <laughs> it's like, well, that's and peeled. <laughs> so, I mean, that's an option if you really want to make it convenient. Um, so hard boiled eggs are an excellent protein idea for a snack. Um, another thing is that you can put together your own almost like trail mix pack, like nuts and seeds, like go to the bulk food section at your store and just oh, yeah. kind of like dip, you know, and like pick out a bunch of different types of nuts and seeds and put together your own like protein, healthy fat, um, like little packs. You can put them in like individual Ziploc baggies and just like make up like 30 of them at a time. If you keep them in the freezer, they'll last forever. Um, and you want, you know, just like a good handful. It's another thing, kind of like cheese. It would, it, a little bit goes a long way, but it's rare that we get enough nuts and seeds in our diet. And so having that as your snack each day would be a great idea. Some other ideas is like just good old like meat, <laughs> like beef jerky is actually a great idea. You can find low oh, sodium yeah. forms of beef jerky, turkey, jerky, bison, you know, elk. So a, a dried meat, a jerky is great because that will fit in your purse. You can take it with you anywhere. Even if you have like leftover steak from dinner or leftover chicken from dinner, even though it doesn't like fall into this, like quote unquote snack category, it'll still be a great option. Like that's still protein. Um, and then for anyone that doesn't have a dairy intolerance, um, yogurt is an excellent idea. And so is cottage cheese, especially Greek yogurt. It's pretty high in protein. Now for you, you don't want to have that. So look for a coconut milk yogurt. I don't know if you've tried, tried them. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had it. Is it not so good? <laughs> they're, I don't know. I mean, they're not terrible. Okay. It's That's it. Like maybe like in a pinch. Yeah. Yeah. Another option is making a smoothie. So using protein powder and making up a smoothie, yes. um, and, and that's great. So on the produce side, you got to make sure that you have produce no matter what, um, that apple is a great option. Banana, um, handful of veggies. I love to make like little veggie packs of basically the same thing you did with the nuts and seeds, put a bunch of like different oh, yeah. chopped up veggies in little baggies. Here's the thing with snack, the more convenient, the better. And the more likely you are to, to grab that instead of the chocolate. So I would suggest like pulling together, sitting through, like thinking through all these ideas of, okay, those protein ideas, these produce ideas, and coming up with three options that you, you rotate through. And so you have a set time in the afternoon that you have your snack and it's just going to take probably a week to imprint this in as a habit. And so just work on, okay, if it's between two 30 and three, I have my snack 
and I'm going to rotate through these three snack options. And then pretty soon you're going to get into a rhythm of it. It's not that the chocolate you can't have anymore, but tell yourself like, I need to have this healthy snack first and then check in with myself and see if I still want the chocolate. If you do great, you just might not need quite so much of it now because hunger is not an issue. So yeah. So does that give you some good snack ideas that you could hopefully implement? Yeah. implement? Okay. Yeah. Thanks. I was just stuck. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. Or with kids at home, it's, there's too much other stuff going totally. on. And I was like, I'm stuck here and my brain's not. Oh yeah. It doesn't function in that moment. And Either. yep, totally. So sometimes I would sit down as soon as we get off, write that stuff out so you can see it in like yeah. black and white and, and then go to the store, stock yourself up and, and do the little pack packages of things because the more convenient, the better. That's why the hard boiled yes. eggs that are pre-peeled sell really well. <laughs> <laughs> Give that a go. Yes, they do. <laughs> awesome, Nicole. Well, I'm glad that that helped you out. Hopefully you can put that into practice and feel good about it. I will. Thanks. Hey, hey, have you been loving the Strong Mamas podcast? Has this show impacted your life in some way? Maybe you are looking at your nutrition or your workouts differently now, or maybe you're starting to feel true freedom in your thoughts about your body. Just recently, someone left a review about the show and she said, the Strong Mamas podcast always leaves me inspired and energized to learn more about who God wants me to be. I'm now stepping out of my comfort zone and trying new things, learning who I am and what my body is capable of. All right, do you feel similar? Well, if so, I would truly love to know. If you haven't yet, head on over to iTunes and leave a review telling me what you think and how this podcast has been blessing you. And you can even go one step further and share the show with a friend. Let's see how many strong mamas we can bless.